Xbox on. Game on, baby. Wow! Welcome to the Xbox One Party Chat Podcast, the official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. I'm this week's host, Delicious Cheese, and I'm joined by a very good friend, Mr. Jez Corden from Windows Central. Hello, Jez. How are you? Hi, I'm pretty good, man. Hyped on coffee and ready to rock. (laughs) Ah, that's the best way to be. Basically, all the other staff... Staff? I'm not paying them. I shouldn't call them staff. Uh, <laughs> all of the other podcasters have fled the scene. Uh, so it's just <laughs> it's just going to be the Cheese and Jez show today, which I think is just fine with me. What do you think, Jez? I'm pretty down with that. Big fan of yeah. cheese. like pizza and lasagna and all that stuff. So I, I ate pizza for dinner tonight. Oh, nice. I, I had spaghetti with cheese on it, so that works. <sighs> Nice. See, we're we're already in sync. We we both went Italian and cheese. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, first of all, I want to quickly apologize to everybody that we didn't put out an episode last week. Uh, Clayton and Karina actually managed to record one. I was away on holiday due to uh, so many catastrophes, which is also the reason why we're like we're so short stuff today. We couldn't put it out last week, so there's going to be some sort of an episode this week, which is coming out just before the Xbox One X launch. Uh, so yeah, apologies for anyone who felt like they missed out last week. We promise to try to avoid that in the future, even if we have to podcast while the house is on fire. <laughs> but we normally start the podcast with what we have been playing this week and seeing as it's just you and me Jess I'm just gonna swing the mic to you what have you been playing man I've been playing all the things um all the things I've been playing all the things I've been playing uh trying to completely finish off Cuphead um Uh I didn't fully complete it yet but I I haven't either it's it's there's a couple of bosses that I just have to put the control down like okay let's play a different game for a couple of days (laughs) (laughs) I just um, I was making good progress but then like uh, Wolfenstein key dropped in my inbox and I just had to pivot and review that so I uh, played the hell out of Wolfenstein 2 um, finished that off completely amazing game absolutely incredible Yeah, tell me all about it because I love the first one uh, the reboot, obviously, and I saw you've been like posting about it on Twitter, you know, all week. So, yeah. so tell me it's, about uh, it, man. What's it like? It's it's very similar to the first game, you know. It's, it carries on the dual wielding tradition, you know, switching to dual wield, and mm-hmm. it's got uh, loads of amazing new weapons like the uh, laser gewehr, which is basically German for laser gun. It's like a big, heavy laser that shreds the air and melts cover, and there's like loads of really great particle effects and lighting effects in there. It really... The, some of the laser effects really stand out in the game, and the fire effects. The, the lighting's really, really good, but... Um, it's just a bloodbath, you know? Bloodbath <laughs> for Excellent. 15 hours worth of gore and blood, and it's absolutely great. Um, obviously, uh, Wolfenstein's Wolfenstein surprised people because it was um, quite an emotional game, and I think mm. the the new game dials that up a bit. Like uh, it actually made me teary eyed a couple of times, which oh. it's a very strange thing to say about a shooting game. 
you know, <laughs> a game about sl- wholesale slaughter of Nazis. Yeah. It's like, the, <laughs> but the game, like, it, uh, it sort of it gives you these really deep emotional moments, and then it, and then it throws you back into something completely absurd and ridiculous. So it like, it kind of reminds you that yes, we're a game about cyborg Nazis, but we're also. <laughs> We've got some emotion in there as well, so it's it's like a roller coaster. It's a, it's really exciting all the way through. Um, okay, it's a what I'd highly recommend. Um, I've also been I've also just started Assassin's Creed Origins, and I haven't played that much of it, but it feels so fresh, so fresh. <sighs> like the, I'm, it's uh, I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's it's um I was really bored with Assassin's Creed, the format, you know, the uh-huh. whole open world format and stuff like that, but. Yep. They've gone like, they've gone really deep on the RPG layer this time. Like, there's even like damage numbers and stuff. So like, it, really, it gi- yeah, like it gives you that sense of progression when you you get more damage numbers. And I get I get hooked on the loot because of that. And it's like lots of little tweaks that just make it feel a lot fresher. Like the combat system is more witcher esque I guess. Like you you got a mm-hmm. shield now and you put your shield up to block and you can do like block parries like. Dark Souls, obviously not not as hardcore as Dark Souls, but um, <laughs> you know, you know oh, that's Cuphead. Yeah, it's uh, it, like the combat's more. It feels very different. It doesn't feel more, like Assassin's more Creed. Zelda like maybe. I haven't played Zelda. Never oh, played Zelda. okay, because it sounds like Zelda. Yeah, I, I suppose like Shield and Sword. Yeah, Shield and Sword. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose so. I mean, you can use two handed weapons too, and there's um, you have to do like shield break, shield breaks, and and stuff to stagger enemies and and there's also like this like uh adrenaline bar which you build up and then when it's full you can do like a an execution almost like uh shadow of war i guess yeah so um the combat system is very different all of it the whole game is just feels fresh but then it's still got those assassin creed assassin's creed hooks like the you know the tower synchronizations and uh and stuff like that and also like tomb raiding which is um <sighs> Which is amazing because they're they're filled with like history and like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian lore. Like I, I was, you smash I was going, it and steal everything. Yeah, you can smash all the pots <laughs> and steal everything, which I guess is like Zelda too. Yeah. Um, you you go through and it's like there's like little text files to find which describe Egyptian gods and you can read hieroglyphs and all that sort of stuff. Like, oh, it's it's awesome. a, it's a really rich game. I'm really impressed with it so far. Um, that's gonna be the, the f- I'm saving it because that's gonna be the first game I play on the Xbox One X. Yeah, I, that's that's one thing t- to say about Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein. Actually, is that they both look pretty blurry on the Xbox One, the regular Xbox One, especially Wolfenstein, which I think um, Digital Foundry clocked in at, at about 800p. You can really tell. It's oh. like it's it's not pretty on the Xbox One, but um, it is pretty on the Xbox One X. Which, yeah. um, I, I, well, I am under embargo, I guess, but I played them at e at E three and Gamescom, so I'm I'm talking about that version, lawyers. I'm <laughs> of not course. talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about any other version. <laughs> so, like, That's, I, I you listening, Argo? He's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I tweeted out the other day that Assassin's Creed Origins is the best looking game I've ever seen on the Xbox One X, and um, and that was a really that was an old build. That was the E three build I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um. God knows what it looks like now, because it was absolutely, it was just stunning. It looked like like a painting. It was just like, it was just incredibly stunning. Um, wow. So I'm looking forward to Assassin's Creed Origins on the X. It's it's yeah, uh, me too. It's going to be a great I, showcase I, for it. 
can't wait. I'm also really excited about what you said about being able to read all about the uh, the history of the Egyptians and stuff. Yeah, my that's really my girlfriend's cool. gonna love that. She's like a huge into this Egyptian history, so it's it's gonna be gonna be really fun. Yeah, they um they take their history seriously in, in the the Assassin's Creed team. They, yeah. um they've gone really all out with it. Like the apparently the hieroglyphs are accurate and stuff. Like if I if I was a game dev, I'd just like draw some fancy pictures and just call it that. <laughs> some squiggers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they uh, they uh, res- they respect the history. You know, you you can really tell it's it's bleeding authenticity. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, as far as I can tell, I'm no yeah, well, I'm no Egyptologist, I mean, but yeah, and you weren't really there, you know, <laughs> no, two thousand years ago. So no, sadly, not. Oh, there'd be no there'd be no internet back then. What a, what a horrible, oh, horrible lame. Yeah, no <laughs> podcasts either. Yeah. Right? How do people? How do people live? How do people live? <laughs> Anything else you've been playing or what? Um, it's triple A season, man. So all the games yeah, at once. It's. I think that's about it. I've got um, I've got Battlefront Two pre-ordered, which is probably against my better judgment. But, um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes down. I'm also probably going to check out Call of Duty. I haven't played Call of Duty for years and years and years, but I'm probably going to give World War Two a try. Are you, are you into Call of Duty? No, I haven't played Call of Duty since the very first Modern Warfare. You, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played Call of Duty since um, Modern Warfare Two. Mm. So I, I was thinking, like, maybe this is a time to get back into it and give it another go. I don't know. Maybe that's. I'm, th- I'm thinking the same. I I at least want to play the campaign because you know it's been so long since we had a World War Two campaign. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see, uh, what a World War Two campaign would look like, uh, in, in with modern hardware. You know, because the last time we were playing it on like the PS2, you know, so yeah. it wasn't exactly high tech stuff. Well, there was World well, Call of Duty World at War. Was well. true. True. You're right. Yeah. Which, uh... I, which I really liked. I mean, a lot of people didn't like that one, but it was actually my favorite Call of Duty that I played. But I didn't play mm. the old one, so Call of Duty 4 was my first one. Modern Warfare oh. 1. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, there's just loads of games. To, it's just tons and tons of games to play. Oh, I've been playing <laughs> The Evil Within 2 as well. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, also saving that. Uh, basically, you know... There's there's so many games coming out right now. Who who can afford all of them? But uh, that's that's definitely on my list because I really like the Evil Within one because uh, oh, yeah. it was just so insane. Uh, yeah, um, there I, was a lot of parts that frustrated me just because of oh, yeah. how how Japanese they were. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I, I, okay. I don't want to sound racist or anything, but what I mean is that you know there's certain elements of Japanese game design that you will find everywhere. Uh, one of the things that Japanese people are love that really bothers me is unnecessary menu confirmations on every single thing that you want to do are you sure we, we want to do that yes are you sure yes are you sure are you really sure um but like yeah there's there's just so many things that like it just happens and you're just like oh damn it japan <laughs> like, yeah, this could be so good and then you had to go and insert like an eating contest or a so, time trial or so that's really funny because i thought you were going to complain about the evil within's insane difficulty the first game but no oh, it was complaining hard. about the menus <laughs> well i i definitely i played through it on the hardest difficulty and really? i swore <laughs> oh i did God. yeah and i went in blind because i i always play horror games on their hardest difficulty just because i find that they're scarier that way oh that's a good point um especially like alien isolation you've got to play it on hard because it makes the alien as smart as possible and that really makes you know scary if 
the, the thing about uh, horror games I find, and that's one of the reasons why I don't think that Outlast is very frightening, is that, you know, when you die, it's scary the first time, but then you reload a checkpoint and you go again. And if you die a second time, it's like, okay, it's it's like it's lost all of its impact. You're like, right, so now which way do I go? And there's a lot of real trial and error sort of uh, gameplay in the Outlast series. You know, well, ran the wrong way. Okay, I'll turn right next time. And you know, uh, and so so playing playing a game like The Evil Within on the hardest difficulty, when you die, you you you're gonna go back a long way. You know, you're gonna lose a lot of progress. Oh, yeah. And you have like every bullet counts, you know, so it really adds this extra layer of tension. And I mean, it's punishing, but, you know, when it comes to horror games, I'm a bit of a masochist. So, so yeah, it was definitely, (laughs) definitely difficult, especially the part on one level when you climb into a little room uh, and you have to wait for your friend to open a door and like 600 million dudes climb into the windows and you have to fight them off and defend your friend. And, You've got like no ammo, and that was just—I was just screeching at the television. <laughs> <laughs> but the the insanity of the final boss oh, God, made yeah. me like stand up and say out loud, "Like what the fuck is well, going boss on?" Is crazy in that game. <laughs> is is there any bosses in the new one that are even as close to as insane as the final boss of the first one? Well, I haven't I haven't got through it that much yet. Um, oh. I mean, there's the the only boss I've seen in the Evil Within two so far is the the crazy multi headed chick with the the buzz saw for an arm, and that's been in the trailers. I mean, mm-hmm. and she becomes a regular enemy later on. Well, like oh. a sort of nemesis type character that carries uh. her around. But uh, apparently, the Evil Within Two does have some really insane bosses as well, like the first one. Um, you know, you know, it's funny you were saying like the Evil Within. You played it on the hardest difficulty and stuff. Like, I went back through the Evil Within One to recap the story because it, it's the story is pretty confusing, mm-hmm. and um, I never completed it originally. I think I got like really close to the end, and then I just sort of. I don't know, I got sidetracked by another game or game gave up or something. I never went back to it, but this time I was determined to finish it off. And did you know the normal, the completing Evil Within on normal difficulty is a rare achievement? Really? <laughs> yeah, only 4% of people have done it. <laughs> oh, that means I have to go back and check what my achievement for completing it on hard is. Well, you you should have got, yeah, well, I imagine if the normal achievement's rare, then the hard achievement's are probably super rare, but... Yeah. I, I was I really mean, surprised I, at that. Like people didn't yeah. bother completing it on normal because of well, how I mean, hard it was. I don't yeah, know, and crazy. you know, horror games in general, a lot of people don't get through them. They just they just can't. Yeah. You know, it's so scary, I yeah, guess. Yeah, scary, yeah. I mean I think like um but I still I still really love the other thing. Uh, the the artwork is just crazy. I mean we talk about the, the bosses and stuff. When I was going through the Evil Within uh, one and I didn't realize that you get a model viewer for completing the game, so yeah. I actually like went and bought the art book because I wanted to see the monsters like in more detail. And um, mm-hmm. but you do get a model viewer when you complete it, so you can just view them to your heart's content. Then, but the art book has some like even crazier monsters that never actually made it into the game. Like uh, like there was this um, I think they actually put one in the DLC actually, like the 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 lighthouse woman. Like had a light for a head, that was okay. Weird. There's just so much weird stuff in that game. Yeah, the but, uh, whoever whoever their art team, I I fear for their nightmares. Yeah, 
I like, I, inter- wow. I interviewed um I interviewed uh, John Johannes who the the game director for Dear Women Two recently. Really? And, and, uh, yeah, I was just like um it's up on Windows Central quick plug if you want to go and read it, but um, <clears throat> I, I definitely will. <laughs> but uh they um I think one of my questions was uh how do you how do you dudes come up with this the designs you know because they're pretty crazy and I was saying like is there is there a STEM involved you know Cause, uh, <laughs> like I haven't seen cr- creature designs that insane since Silent Hill mm. so I'm really rooting for the Evil Within because like AAA horror games are struggling I mean oh I so struggling about visceral being closed down the Dead Space yeah. guys and so oh, which makes me sad Dead Space is my favorite games franchise from last uh, generation. I have so much Dead Space memorabilia. I have like a replica plasma cutter. Oh, I have wow. uh, a statue marker. I have a poster in my bedroom. I have like the, I bought like the $150 um, developer edition. I have like numbered, like it's it's limited. It's numbered. I, I can't remember what number it is, but uh, you I have must art be good books. <laughs> and I, I have, I have everything you, I can get my hands on even the books and the movies uh, side stuff. I I loved it so much. And hearing that, that they closed down, it was just, you know, devastating to me because I, yeah, I want sure. a new, a new dead space game more than anything. And, you know, speaking of rare achievements and horror games and dead space, I remember reading an interview with the developers of dead space saying that something like less than 10% of people, have finished Dead Space uh, 2 on any difficulty. Wow. Yeah, just because of how the horror is just like, ah, ah, ah okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, it's a weird, it's weird, man. It's like horror is this, this genre that it, it brings a lot, so much creativity. And you think like with the, you know, streaming, the age of streaming and the, you know, the, the reactions you get on camera and stuff that they might do better in today, to today's age than they had in the past but i feel like people just like they just watch those games being played now instead yeah. of actually playing them themselves you just watch PewDiePie shouting at the screen or yeah. something for a couple of hours and then you're like oh that was that was nice yeah I, I mean, have you played we, we're giving away four copies on windows central right now because i just <laughs> I, I, know, I know where i'm going after this interview <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, i'm really rooting for it too i i buy Basically every horror game I can get my hands on. Have you played Observer yet? No, I've got it installed, but I never got around do to it. it. I, Seriously, I really love Layers of Fear as well. Do it. It's it's Layers of Fear with if it was set in Blade Runner. Yeah, see that sounds awesome to me. It's so good. Uh, really, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's just amazing. Uh, you really have to see it because it it's like it will. Okay, do you know the general uh, story? I don't know anything about it. I know all I know is that it's made by the same devs who made Layers of Fear, which I was a big fan of too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's not a spoiler because they literally tell you this like within the first thirty seconds. Uh, during the like the game even begins with like a Blade Runner style uh, text crawl where they explain the history. You know, the year is twenty forty eight or yeah. whatever. Uh, and you you play a guy who is an observer, and basically you're like a cybernetic cop, and you plug into people's brains and you dive into their thoughts to get the truth. So instead of like, you know, how cops nowadays, they interview people and try and 
figure out the truth with this interview. Basically, in the future, they just plug in and dive into their subconscious. So you're wandering around in the dreams of, of murderers or people who have just been murdered. And it's like the most insane stuff you can imagine. Like, oh, it's, it's freaky. That sounds awesome. I, I, yeah, I definitely great. want to get around to it. Please, make, make the time. But uh, I have been playing... Uh, back to the topic, we went on a big tangent there. I've been playing uh, a lot all weekend, basically. I binged on Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, right. Um, I don't know anything about that game, except for that you throw a hat on dudes and yeah. possess That's, them. I mean, yeah, Mario has become like this sort of eldritch cosmic horror that possesses <laughs> his... <laughs> I, think, I think someone drew a... Uh, drew a a comic on our gaming uh, a while back um and they took like the head crabs from from half-life and put mario's hat in, in place of the head crab <laughs> but That's um hilarious. yeah it's great but but basically it's a it's a mario platformer did you ever play super mario 64 no i didn't um i just wasn't a nintendo kid at all uh, i had uh, i had sega systems and then okay I, well yeah. the thing is it's it's basically Super Mario 65, I guess. It's <laughs> it's uh, the same style of game. Uh, it's been absent since Sunshine uh, on the GameCube. Um, and now it's back. Uh, so it's a real love letter to like late 90s sort of 3D platformers, collectathons, you know, Banjo-Kazooie, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, and it's just it's just really fun and really charming. Um, it's Mario, baby. You you run around, and the, the gimmick is other than platforming that yes, you possess things, so you know you can you take over the enemies. So you know you maybe you have most of them involve solving a puzzle of some kind, like maybe stacking Goombas to reach a higher platform, or <laughs> or or possessing a T Rex to wreck up the joint, or why is that T Rex is in it? Don't don't ask stupid questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think and, it's you know, really you... interested because, like, purely because, like, how Sony and Microsoft have been chasing this 4K dream, but Nintendo mm. has gone this completely other direction with a with a tablet, and then they're pushing it with you know amazing games, which seems yeah. to be working out really well for them. They've been like number one in MPD for the last like three four months. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Super Mario Odyssey is, uh, by ratio of votes, the the highest rated game on Metacritic ever. Wow. Uh, it's not it's not the highest rated ever because it, uh, n- nothing is going to dislodge um, the the Zelda game that's there. Is it Ocarina of Time? Yeah, I think so. I, I can't recall because it's only got like six votes, uh, like six scores. But like basically, Super Mario has the most perfect scores. If that makes sense, yeah, um, so they're competing against themselves for game of the year against uh, Zelda, and it's just it's just fun. Like the graphics aren't spectacular. There's a lot of jaggies. You can really see the low resolution, especially if you've got a, a 4K TV like mine. Mm. But the art style is just really charming and really simple and it's beautifully animated and it sounds good and it looks good and it's just it's just fun to play. They would make think, stupid money if they put their games on PC. <laughs> what was that? They would make stupid money if they put their games on PC. Oh, stupid money. You you port 
Breath of the Wild to Xbox and PS4, and you're making so much money that you could, you know, start your own currency. It's it's crazy. And <laughs> Nintendo um, currency. Yes, yes, Nintendollars. Nintendo. Uh, You've thought about this. <laughs> I have actually. Well, I mean, in, in in Mario, they're coined gold coins, so they've even got like the the iconic coin symbol. So it's it's all set. Oh, the game is full of um, customizations and like cosmetics and it's all in game and there's no dlc <laughs> which is kind of hot button topic at it's, the moment yeah i know it's, it's rare, rare these days it's just very fun and i've also been playing a lot of shadow of war oh yeah i played the hell out of that too i actually reviewed it what do you think of it i want to i want to know what what you think i'm i'm enjoying it uh i would describe it as assassin's creed in mordor with Cockney Pokemon. Good way of putting it. Because it controls just like. Yeah, I mean, it controls just like Assassin's Creed, except you can do like, you know, badass uh, ghost flips and stuff like that. And yeah. you can. You feel like a real predator, you know, stalking around up above peep things and dropping down and stuff like that. And it's, it's really fun to play with a nice combat system. It's very hard. Uh, sometimes as well which is good because you know it in the way that death is actually part of the game so if you don't if you play through the game and didn't die you wouldn't actually experience everything if that makes sense yeah but uh but yeah it's it's fun and of course the, the whole cockney pokemon aspect where you cockney. you got to catch them all you know you the, the orcs are like the main story. I, I don't even know what the story is. You know, build an army or something. I, I don't even care. I'm, I'm just having too much fun. Kill Sauron. That's the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm having too much fun running around uh, interacting with the orcs. Like, not even not even just killing them, but like just listening to them talk or the way you can be walking along, minding your own business, and then suddenly one of them headbutts you out of nowhere from behind and starts... Uh, for example, I... I, I was sneaking around poisoning a whole bunch of uh, grog for them to drink. You know, I poisoned a whole bunch and some dude snuck up behind me and he, he wasn't, he didn't want to kill me because I was like, you know, this, the main character. He was, he was really angry because uh, he was, his name was like something, the poisoner or something. And he was really angry that I was poisoning them wrongly. Like he was, he was upset that the mix, the poison I was using was bad, or I was doing it wrong. And he's like, "That's not how you poison someone." Haven't you ever heard of this today? He was lecturing me on poison, <laughs> and uh, you know, so stuff like that. It's just, it's just really funny. Uh, and then, of course, I killed him. I, I, I chopped him in half. And then a while later, he comes back. And now his name is like the machine and he's like all metal and he's like, you have created me. I killed him again, chopped off his arm and his leg and he came back again with even more metal parts. And, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. It it, it, it builds a real, uh, a real relationship, you know, with you and the dudes. And of course, once you can uh, add them to your army, then you can start like, you know, sending them on missions and leveling them up. And it, it becomes like Pokemon, really. It, it does. Yeah, it does. I, um, Especially the way you enslave them and and force them to do your bidding. Yeah. Like the the orcs in that game really steal the show. I think like the they do the, the writing and stuff and the uh, the character acting on the orcs is really great. It's it's funny how they're they're all British though. Like yeah, why? except for Bruce. <laughs> Bruce the the, oh, the yeah. first one you talk to, Bruce. He's Australian. Oh yeah. Well, that's just. 
that's just odd. What, why? Yeah, he, and he's just walking around like, G'day, mate, how you going? Like, throwing out all this Australian slang. Like, wait, hey, hang on. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Australian. Yeah, yeah. And his name's Bruce. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, they're all they're all Cockney uh, Cockney dudes. Yeah. It's, but it, it's funny. I mean, also, all, all of the characters in the series are British as well. But, you know, the main character and everyone else speaks with... Speaks to kings, you know, but uh, yeah, it, the orcs are, are the the boys. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, but the that's... main thing that um I didn't like about that game was just the sense of grind, man. I just oh. the grind is like really crazy. Like in Assassin's Creed Origins, it's it for some I don't know why because the gameplay format is similar, but for some reason Assassin's Creed Origins just doesn't feel like such a grind because. Um, there's just so much more to do, and like I think as well, like the world feels a little bit more alive because there's um like all the NPCs in Shadow of War practically are orcs, like Pokemon, yeah. basically. They 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 exist for you to. It's like I understand what you mean. You know, Shadow of War feels like your playground. Like everything there exists for you to kill enslave or even just terrorize yeah. you know you can you can you can just drop bees on people who are sitting down and enjoying their own their own life you know you can do stuff like that and yeah you, I, I understand what you mean like i i guess the thing about assassin's creed is it feels more like a, a living world maybe yeah it feels it just feels more like an rpg and i know like shadow mm. of war tried to ramp up their RPG layer a bit by, you know, having loot and that sort of thing, but it all feels so inconsequential, and I think like, the way Assassin's Creed includes the damage numbers which is a very, it's a very like, subtle change, but you can feel yourself growing more because of that, but in Mm -hmm. Shadow of War I never felt like getting a gear upgrade was that necessarily that necessary, because all you can you can just dodge constantly and then execute everything drain everything back to full health and it all starts after doing that a thousand times it starts feeling so arbitrary yeah and, uh, see yeah. i i'm still like not that far into it so i'm just now starting to hit a grind like i haven't i i've taken over two um two of my own uh fortresses and after that it really does like say, oh, okay, so I'm I'm gonna do all of that again, am I? And and I'm gonna do it exactly the same way, am I? Yes. And you know that when I because I was playing fairly quickly, I wandered into the third zone underleveled. And so the war chief is like twenty six levels above me. <laughs> it's like okay, so I've got some work to do then. <laughs> yeah. I I can tell you hundred percent certainty that I will never finish this game. It's just too like I didn't finish The Witcher Three because it was just too big. I, I don't have time for this stuff anymore, you know? Uh, so Well that's the, the thing, like The Witcher Three The Witcher Three drove drove me forward because again it's that sense of RPG progression. And even The mm-hmm. Witcher Three, like eventually you do hit a wall and you end up like maxing out your abilities and you end up with the best weapons you can get. And then the uh, the sense of RPG kind of ends in The Witcher Three, which is a, a disappointing to me. But the story was so good that it kept me going forward. But I don't think the the story in um, Shadow of War doesn't really have 
much it really have a story <laughs> it. yeah it's like even even in the missions you're still doing the same thing like the amount of times you basically just escort a character rescue a bunch of dudes and you do that like <laughs> over and over again and then you fight the, fight the amount of dudes Pokemon. i've the amount of dudes tied to poles that i've yeah, uh, uncut poles, has got to be it's insane <laughs> yeah. but it's still it just still still feels somehow fun i'm not i'm not bored with it yet but i oh, know yeah. that it's, if i um... keep it's 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 inherently playable yeah like brain off interact with some orcs like then it's fun kind of like in a you know when you when you play a multiplayer game like i don't know overwatch you know you're not really going anywhere or doing anything you're just sort of playing a multiplayer match but if you if you don't think about it too much and just concentrate on the actual gameplay then you have a good time yeah but, definitely it, i think that's um that's a good way of putting it cuz there's not there's not really not much to think about but like in the witcher 3 like if you come back to the witcher 3 after having a break it's like oh where am i where am i going what am i doing and yeah exactly uh, the Shadow and then that was kind of like dynasty warriors in that in that sense yeah yeah that's that's a really good comparison you know brain off slash up 600 dudes you know brain off play with some orcs you know because you can like i say it's it's your playground so you you turn up to a bunch of orcs and you're like today i'm going to drop bees on these guys poison this grog and then unleash a grog and then i'm going to jump on a dragon and set everything on fire and you don't really have to think about it and that was one of the main reasons that i stopped the witcher 3 is that i knew that the game was like 300 hours long and i at that point i was only able to play for maybe one hour a week so I'd, I'd get in on my Thursday night and I'd boot the game up and I'd be like, where am I again? What am I doing? And then, you know, I'd play for half an hour to try and get my bearings and then I'd start doing something and, you know, half an hour's up, my hour is finished and it's like, well, I didn't get anywhere. I guess I'll <laughs> stop and come back next week. And the same thing happens next week. And after a month, when I've made like four hours of progress and got halfway through a, a side quest, I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's not worth it for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. But, you know, that's that's a rare thing. That had nothing to do with the quality of the game. That was more of a, a me thing. Yeah. I just, I just, I got so absorbed in The Witcher 3. Like, like all the side quests, even the, the, the dumbest side quests could have, like, amazing plot twists and, and unique mechanics and stuff. It wasn't like in Shadow of War where every side quest is basically go and chop some dudes down from a pole or <laughs> kill, kill this cap, old captain. Like The Witcher Three is like it. It had it put effort into its side quest, and I'm getting oh, that absolutely. sense from Assassin's Creed Origins as well. Like uh -huh. I just um, I rescued some kid from a tomb who got stuck in a tomb, and I got to like go through this cool tomb and solve some puzzles and get some loot and you know read some. Egyptian history as well, and it just it feels more rewarding than uh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War's brand. Shadow of War feels like the kind of reason why Assassin's Creed had to go back to the drawing board. Like mm. if um, Shadow of War kind of feels like an old Assassin's Creed, and it then does, yeah. Assassin's Creed kind of went further in this uh, RPG direction. Maybe the next show, if they do another Shadow of War, maybe they should explore the the crazy action aspect more, maybe go more towards the Dynasty Warriors route and just, because there's so many orcs on screen. I, yeah, especially could, during the really raids, use, the, when yeah. you take the castles. Yeah, that's that's crazy. They could do, they could do push more in that direction. By the way, I just want to say something completely off topic, because I'm just messing around in Assassin's Creed Origins while we podcast, and I just noticed something really funny. Like, What's that? When you're, when you're walking 
through tall grass. He puts his hands out and feels the grass. Like it's just a little Yeah, it's just a little detail. Like when you uh. when you're walking on a road, he, he walks with his arms by his sides, but when you walk through the ga- grass, he puts his hands out and feels the grass while he's walking. Well it's just a little, I mean, little cool little detail. That is a, a nice it's it's the small details that get me. Yeah, that, I love that really are. stuff. It, it just kind of reminds... I was walking through this pop, this field of poppies and I, I proper mo- reminded me of Metal Gear Solid 3. And then he put his hands out and started like feeling the poppies. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, they bothered to do that. And you can pet I, cats as well. I, I heard if you... That's the get 10 out of 10 game of the year. <laughs> I, I heard that if you go wandering in the desert for too long, you start to see things. Oh, wow. I need to try that. Yeah, it doesn't it, I'm going right I, I do my best to avoid spoilers, but because of the, the nature of my Reddit job, I always end up catching a few. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I can never, ever see movies unspoiled. People will deliberately send spoilers to mod mail just for any of the big movies, which is a real bummer. If oh, you that do that, sucks. If you do that, there's a special place in hell for you, guy. Seriously. <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. But, you know... Well, all this talk of of games and stuff, and this podcast is actually being recorded the day before Halloween. So we actually were talking about spooky games, uh, and 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 it's it, it's Halloween. I, I are you go? Have you got any good horror games you want to recommend to anybody listening? Well, we already talked about the Evil Within series. Yeah, like honestly, I would go back and play the Evil Within one before you play the Evil Within two. I think it's worth it. I, they've updated the Evil Within one as well. Like when it launched, it had these um, notorious black bars at the top and bottom to give it this sort of. Yeah, I, I, don't know I played why through it that. with those. Yeah, I I played it through, played through it without them because they patched them out or made them an option. And um, yeah, it it suffers a bit like with the uh, the resolution as a result because it was it was launched for the Xbox 362 and it had these RAM limitations, which is why it. Looks kind of lame on Xbox One, technically, but um, it's still. I think it still holds up as a hardcore survival horror game. So I definitely check that out. Um, and also, um, if you've never played the the Resident Evil games, they're all really cheap on Xbox Live now. Like Resident Evil HD Remaster is amazing. It's a masterpiece. Resident Evil Four is on there. Really good too. And uh, Resident Evil 7. I absolutely adore Resident Evil 7 so much. Um, that was a surprisingly good game. Yeah, it was. Um, I, still, I think The Evil Within 2 slightly better than Resident Evil 7 so far. Ooh, I can't wait. But um, uh, Resident Evil 7, you have to play it. It's, it's a tremendous game. Um, and it, it's, it runs so well on Xbox. It's like 60 mm. frames a second, 1080p, and it, it looks really good. So uh, definitely check that out. I don't know if you want to recommend some. Well, I was recommending Observer earlier. Everyone should check that out. And Layers of Fear also. I'm trying to think of uh, Xbox One games. Obviously, I I, t- I say basically every week that that if you haven't played Alien Isolation, you don't deserve to call yourself a horror game fan. Um, but there's, there's actually uh, quite a few small indie games like creeping on to the Xbox One that I, I really want to play. Um, that are, especially quite a few of them are on discount at the moment, uh, but I haven't haven't gotten a chance to play them. One of them I think is called Claire, and it's like this sort oh, of yeah. pixelated side scroller. And I watched the I watched the trailer, and it looked kind of creepy. So if anyone's played that, let me know what it's like because I I'm thinking about picking it up. It looks good. 
and I, I saved Stranger Things for tomorrow. I haven't watched any of that yet. Stranger I've Things still Two. I mean, never seen that show. Ah, it's good. It's good. Very, very eighties throwback. I've been watching. Um, I started watching Twin Peaks season three. Mm. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, the the first episodes are like so heavy like the stuff that happens like that have, twin peaks have you seen the first two seasons though oh yeah i'm a big yeah. fan of twin peaks and like the first two seasons are like they're they're not very gory and no oh the gore is, is insane like, it's it's gloves <laughs> off it's uh <laughs> it's uh um many times my girlfriend and i were laughing that that basically it was um it was David Lynch saying, <laughs> yeah. I have no, I got no filter now. Like there's one, <laughs> there's one part uh, in one of the episodes where you sit there in silence and you watch a man sweep the floor for seven and a half minutes. And uh, we, we, we were joking, you know, like Lynch is sitting there. He's like, and then I made them watch him sweep the floor. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, it's it's really self-indulgent and i think that sort of adds to the charm yeah i i gotta i gotta finish watching that and by by the way um i am walking through the desert right now in assassin's creed and Bayek's like stumbling and looks really tired and uh i just i, did, I think i am starting to see things like the screen flashed <laughs> so let's we'll see where this goes <laughs> okay good keep, keep us posted i didn't even realize you were playing the xbox this whole time I'm just sort of walking around and using uh-huh. photo mode. I'm not properly playing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see where this goes. Let's uh, see what happens, yeah. <laughs> l- l- keep me informed. I hear it's got a good photo mode. So does the new Mario, actually. I was shocked. You you wouldn't expect a Mario game to have a good photo mode, but it does. Every game needs a photo mode. I mean, um, when I was trying to take pictures for the Shadow of War re- review, I was, like, getting annoyed because uh, the motion blur makes it really hard to screenshot things. But then... But then I realized it had a photo mode. And I was like, oh, now I can take really good screenshots and stuff. So every mm. game should have it. Listen, hear that, devs. Every game should have it. Yeah, devs, get, get on that. Get on that. So um, I suppose we should uh, yes. quickly touch on the fact that... Uh, actually, this is a story from, from your website, that, that, that there's a PUBG announcement has been teased. Yes. I mean, I suppose when this podcast goes out... The news will have already happened. Yeah. Um, we have we've been we've been asked if we want the the news under embargo, right? Mm. And I was like, yes, yes, we we'd like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, gimme, gimme. <laughs> but they they haven't told us what it is, what the news is. Oh. And then Aaron Greenberg tweeted that today. Now, usually when Xbox gives us an embargo like that, they tell us what the news is. Yeah. But for some reason, they're keeping this top secret because they don't want it to leak. Ooh. So I'm wondering if it's something that could be a bigger deal than just the... See, originally I thought, oh, it's just the launch date for the game. Yeah. But I think it might be a bigger deal than that. We'll so, exclusivity? I would love that if that was true. I don't know. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, are you... It's, what are you... I'm hallucinating you... in game. <laughs> it's, it's raining... Dead insect. <laughs> That's really creepy. Uh, yeah, it's, it was raining insects just now in Assassin's Creed from wandering in the desert. That's uh, good. That's just another day in Egypt. Just yeah, like like the plagues. That was in- oh, I got an achievement for it as well. Oh, rare achievement unlocked. Uh, although the achievements in German, so I have no idea what it said. 
uh, I think yeah, that was the achievement for just wandering around in the desert. But um, anyway, where were we? Oh yeah, we're talking about PUBG. So yeah, if it was like um, obviously when this pub- podcast goes out, we'll we'll all know what the news is. I think yeah. But so this will be like uh, interesting in hindsight. Yeah, but, yeah, it will be. But um, I'm kind of hoping that it is exclusivity because. I kind of feel like Xbox's exclusivity, exclusive lineup right now is not the strongest. Would you agree with that? I think that would be considered an understatement. <laughs> yeah, considering so. considering we have Halo Five as an exclusive, if you if you not if you don't include PC, we have Halo Five, and if you include PC, there's what Halo, there's Forza, um. <laughs> yeah um recore yeah. so <laughs> i mean I, I like recore actually i still haven't I, I'm, I'm actually saving the the new update because uh they made that you know definitive edition yeah. and i'm saving the download of that until i get the x so i can play through it properly because i didn't finish it the first time uh i want to play through it properly in the the new uh, enhanced mode basically yeah it's uh, Recall is an underrated game, but you know, and um, so, pe- people have been calling on uh, uh, Microsoft to do a Sunset Overdrive two as well because um, Insomniac said they needed a publisher, which base which basically put pressure on Microsoft to do something about it. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know th- that kind of thing. Like, if people were completely satisfied with the the lineup for the X and the Xbox One, people wouldn't be making their petitions for games and stuff like that so i do think um microsoft uh does have an issue with the lineup and uh the way it looks and i think if um as good as the xbox one x is gonna be six teraflops 4k games and all that sort of stuff um people who are looking to invest in the ecosystem i mean obviously with the x you're gonna you're gonna sell the console to the hardcore fans but you're cannibalizing your own users there. If they want to sell it to more people outside of the base, then people are going to be looking at what the lineup looks like. And the lineup doesn't look that great if you're on the outside looking in. No, you know, especially you're like, if you're comparing yeah. it to to the PlayStation or the, especially the Switch, which has like basically everything as an exclusive except for the indie games. Yeah, exactly. And... um. And uh, Sony just announced a load of new games as well, didn't they? Like uh, they're doing—is it Shadow of the Colossus again, or some sort of samurai game? I think. Yeah. Was announced today, some sort of open-world samurai game, and also Guacamelee Two. Yeah, boy. Yeah. See, it's it's like um, there are good games coming to Xbox. Like Crackdown Three looks like it's going to be really fun, and State of Decay Two with co-op, co-op zombie survival games are always fun, and uh, Sea of Thieves, you know has so much potential but these are these are all sort of like unknown quantities i think it would be really good if microsoft did get the exclusivity on pubg and um i think it's i think it's likely you know because they they announced the microsoft's earning calls that blue hole had switched to amazon um from amazon web services to um windows azure for to power their dedicated uh services so it's kind of like there's something going on here. You know, this is more yeah. than an average partnership. If they're, they're switching, they're already publishing the game. Exactly. They're they're not just publishing the game. Microsoft are building the X version in uh, the Xbox One version in house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, Blue it's Hole's nuts. not working on it. So, 
I do think there is some kind of potential there that it could be full exclusive. I mean, it might be a pipe dream because there there is so much money for them to be made by being multi-platform. But Microsoft have a lot of money too. And yeah. Phil Spencer's got newfound power as an executive corporate uh, corporate president or whatever. Corporate, I, I can't remember what his job title is. It's executive vice president. Something like gaming. that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm being killed by a lion. Oh. Uh, executive pri- vice president for gaming. That's Phil Spencer's job title. So he's now got like, he's got extra power to go to Microsoft's financial offices and be like, yeah, I need a uh, billion dollars to buy this, this yeah, he, studio he can, and this franchise. He can, can dip that. into the coffers. Yeah. So if this is his first move, I will be totally on board with that because PUBG has become some kind of phenomenon. Yeah, it'll be so, great. I'm really looking forward to playing it on the, the Xbox. I, I would have played it on PC, but once I heard it was coming to the, the Xbox One X, I was like, well, I'm not going to buy it on PC. I'm going to get it on the Xbox One X and it's probably going to be uh, probably going to be crossed by... What's the word again I'm looking for here? Um, uh, Xbox Play Anywhere. Yeah. Play Anywhere. <laughs> Thank you. It's probably going to be Play Anywhere so I can get two for one. Uh, and it's it's going to be good fun. Uh, the the party chat crew is definitely going to be rolling uh, on the PUBG public service. So come and kick our asses because we're not very good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, same. I've only pl- I've only played PUBG like three times, I think. Okay. Because um, I had to send my my piece my razor blade off to get repaired because I broke the keyboard. I remember you said so. <laughs> yeah, that was really dumb. But um. So uh, I have barely played it, but I'm going to wait for the the Xbox version. And it's interesting why I'm waiting for the Xbox version. And it's it's one of the reasons why I think exclusivity could really help the game. Because like PUBG blew up so fast that the, the developer could barely handle it. Yeah. And I keep seeing these uh, these complaints from like streamers and hardcore gamers about the amount of cheaters in-game. Yeah. And I think like Microsoft could Microsoft software expertise could really help to solve some of those issues. And, uh, and obviously, not just, you're not going to have cheaters on the Xbox yeah, One. Not just because... cheaters though, like just people being dicks. Like like for example, turning your graphics all the way down so that you don't have any grass, so people oh, yeah. can't hide in the that grass. Too. That was like That's a really lame. common thing to do in PUBG. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the the even playing ground. Uh, basically, yeah. the even, even battleground. <laughs> uh, that that's one of the main draws of console yeah, shooters ex- for me. Yeah, in theory, because of that, not being able to access the settings, and also because you just can't cheat as easily as you can on PC. I think yeah. the Xbox version could become the quintessential version for balance and stuff. I think but so that's, too. But um, that's kind of a shame though, because it it did achieve its popularity on PC. So hopefully Microsoft can, uh, if Microsoft are buying up exclusivity, they can put their resources towards solving some of the cheaters and stuff like that, and and maybe build like bring Blue Hole in house and give them resources to really help the game achieve its true potential, kind of like what they've done with Minecraft, you know, yeah. um, making it the ultimate crossplay experience. Yeah, we. Um, in fact, just before <coughs> this podcast, I was talking uh, with the. My fellow moderators on the Nintendo subreddit, and we are going to organize. Uh, this is this is the first anyone's heard of this, by the way. But we are working to organize when the Switch's crossplay go live, goes live, a uh, a proper realm like a hosted server for uh, Xbox One and Nintendo 
communities to to just come and join and the the, the console war server basically it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be great fun there's gonna be absolutely nothing left standing i think uh <laughs> no playstation oh uh, well i'm yeah because <clears throat> <laughs> no crossplay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that's so that's so that. bad guys what are you doing sony seriously it's minecraft like i can cross play with my cell phone come on guys yeah. Uh, but yeah no blue hole given microsoft's money and freedom i think would be would be fantastic because they're clearly talented developers considering they made one of the most popular games of this generation with pennies um, yeah, it's 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 a phenomenon. It's it's that whole Minecraft thing again. You yeah, know? I mean, look that at Fortnite. Game Fortnite think... rebuilt itself to co- to cash in on the hype of yeah PUBG. Like the free version of Fortnite is now Fortnite Battle Royale. It's not Fortnite anymore. They even changed the name of the game. Did they? Yeah, it's called That's Fortnite crazy. Battle Royale. If you want Fortnite, you have to pay. The free version is a different <laughs> game now, Battle Royale. So that's that's how influential it is. Fortnite wasn't doing so well, and they decided to to copy the PUBG, and boom, instant success. So this this could be the dawn of a new genre. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is crazy, and I do hope I do hope the the announcement is something more than just the launch date, because I don't know. That feels kind of lame to announce an announcement for just <laughs> announce an announcement, like when they do tra- <laughs> teasers for a teaser trailer. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, a teaser, but, an announcement for a teaser. Yeah, for, for a teaser trailer. So, yeah. um, we've been chatting here for close to an hour, but before we go, uh, you know, we've been mentioning it all episode, but this is actually going to be the very last podcast that goes out before the launch of the X. Uh, oh, yeah. This will go out on Thursday the second. And then the Xbox One X will drop the Tuesday, next Tuesday after that on the 7th. So, um, Xbox One X hype! I, I, I mean, <laughs> you've got to be excited, Jez. Uh, I'm sure you've got like a whole stack of Xbox One Xs just sitting. Like, you basically, I'm sure you sleep <laughs> on them. No. <laughs> um, so... that's, what, that's what the internet would like to believe, Jez. Yeah, that's what I'd like to believe. No, I, I, uh, I don't have... I review unit yet. I am supposed to be getting one, but I don't so have it just yet. Are, are you guys going to be doing a review of the the X? Oh yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna be all over it. So we've got two of them in the company. Um, our video studio's got one in the US. I'm getting one in the U- well in Germany, and um, I'm gonna be handling the the full written review. And uh, Daniel Rubino and Mark are gonna be handling the video content on our YouTube channel. Um, doing the professional video stuff that I just Ooh. so so what what should we <laughs> what should people be looking forward to on on your website in regards to X One X coverage? Seeing as you guys are pretty popular on the subreddit right now, there's not many web pages out there that will go to bat for Microsoft exclusively these days. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> I get accused of being overly positive about Microsoft, you know, sometimes, but I always just you know call it how I see it. So I'll just be you know, I'll just be honest about what what yeah. I think the Xbox X represents in Microsoft's lineup, and um, whether it's the right console at the right time. You know, there is a lot of questions about the X. You know, is it really worth five hundred dollars and a TV? Is it worth getting it for the 1080p version? And we're going to try and answer all these questions. We've got them hooked up to 
we're going to get the console hooked up to 1080p TVs and 4K TVs. Daniel Rubino's got like a crazy OLED TV, uh, 4K TV, testing it on that. We've got thermal imaging cameras to, to measure the heat generation and, Ooh. you know, sound. We're going to measure the decibels of the sound and all that sort of hot technical stuff. So um, hopefully it'll be informative and uh, uh, honest and true and all that sort of stuff. So, so good, good luck to whoever gets <coughs> to be the one who posts that on the subreddit first, because that sounds like free karma to me. <laughs> <laughs> unless you unless you get in first and post it. Ma- Major Nelson, uh, uh, he actually, this, by the way, anyone who tries to beat Beat Larry, don't don't bother because he's explained this to us. He actually lines up his post on Reddit simultaneously with his post on his web page, so that he clicks post to his web page, then he flits switch tabs and clicks post on the subreddit. So you can't beat Larry. Don't even try. Unless you're unless you're leaking. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We need to get Larry back on here actually um, to talk about the X. He promised to come back for the. It will be the fourth or fifth time he's been on here now. So uh, you should all look forward to that. I haven't organized anything yet, but I can definitely promise that he does want to come back, and he definitely will have to now that the X is out. Although hopefully he's not busy uh, being a daddy. Oh, did he have a kid? Yeah. He did. Oh yeah, I did know that. I forgot. A, a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, he's that, that's that's the reason that uh, AC left the UK and went to the US. An unfortunate oh, loss okay. for the uh for the European Xbox team, I have to say. Um he's he's one of my favorite people from from Microsoft. Have you met him in person before? Yeah, AC is awesome. He's, he's so nice. He's ace. He's definitely ace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I I took the mick out of him one time because um, obviously he does a lot of the uh, the uh, the video content for for them and presenting and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> it's just really funny at, at E3 he was like there was a makeup person coming in every now and then to like touch up his makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was really funny. <laughs> and, uh, you know, take a bit of banter. Ba- banter is always good. He's he's got a really good sense of humor, actually. Uh, so. Yeah, he does. He's a really great guy. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's basically it. I'm very excited for the X. I've got mine pre-ordered. Uh, uh, so hopefully I can I can give my impressions of it next week. Although it's going to be tight. Uh, we might even have to delay the podcast by a day or two just so that we can be playing the Xbox. Um, but yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I hope all of you who bought or pre-ordered your Xbox One get one and don't get the shaft from Amazon or whoever. Oh yeah, that's um, a big worry. I hope. I uh, basically I want everyone's. I, w- I want to hear from all of you how excited you are, how hyped you are for the X, uh, and and tell us what you think about it. You know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. You know, the first console release, first console refresh. Uh, ever on the Xbox One side of things, if you've got a PlayStation 4 Pro, this is old news. But uh, for us, it's all it's all new and exciting. So, yeah, uh, have a merry, merry console launch, everyone, and we will see you all next week. Jez, thank you so much for filling in and joining us today. Thanks for having me. No, no, anytime, my friend. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading all of your coverage about the X as well, and. Uh, For another week, Xbox, turn off.
You're listening to Xbox One Party Chat Podcast. The official podcast of the Xbox One subreddit. Let's do this.